0: Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street, I'm Frank Miller, and on Wall Street, no one can hear you scream. Well, Alien Covenant is out in theaters, Russia is growing like a xenomorph in Donald Trump's chest, and we're wondering what monsters might be gestating in the economy. The last GDP report showed anemic growth in the first quarter. We'll get an update on those stats this week. We'll also get an update on the housing markets. Sales have been a bit strong lately, so we'll look at whether the momentum can keep going. There's also a few notable corporate reports on the docket as well. We'll preview the reports from HP and two major auto parts dealers. We'll also check in on a couple of big players in the video game industry. And as always, we'll harvest some of Wall Street's more exotic organisms. We've got an NBA fan suing over what happened in the first Spurs Warriors playoff game. Okay, We've got InfoWars admitting to some fake news. We've got Facebook facing exile from a country over a picture of a man in a crop top. Not even kidding. We've got Google convincing a judge that it's not generic. And we've got the official end to an iconic media format. Yes, this is the uh, all-other-priorities-rescinded episode of Offbeat Wall Street. What was your special order? You read it. I thought it was clear. Bring back life form. Priority one. All other priorities rescinded. There's a damn company. What about our lives, you son of a bitch? I repeat, all of the priorities are ascended. Well, Washington will likely get the bulk of the attention this week, but between presidential tweets and breaking news about investigations, Wall Street, well, they'll have some economic data to digest, too. The main economic topic will be the housing market. Two key reports about home sales are set for release. Now, the first of those will cover sales of newly built homes. The last time around, the government said that new home sales jumped by 5.8% in March. Economists had expected the figure to fall slightly. The unexpected advance took the pace of sales to its highest level since last July. The Northeast saw the biggest rise in sales for March. Sales in the region surged 25.8%. The West was also strong with a 16.7% advance. Sales in the South edged up 1.6%. They were down in the Midwest where sales dropped 4.5%. Last month's report also showed a notable rise in home prices. The median sales price for a new home climbed 7.5% in March to reach $315,100. That figure was up 1.2% compared to the year prior. This week, we'll also see a report on existing home sales. That figure is issued by the National Association of Realtors and it tracks sales of previously owned homes. This represents the biggest share of the housing market. The last report showed that existing home sales also rose in March. That took the figure to its highest level in 10 years. Existing home sales climbed 4.4% in March, and that marked a rebound after the 3.9% drop that was seen in February. With March's advance, the pace of sales reached its highest level since February of 2007. We we're going to say with March is March, but that seemed a little redundant. The report also confirmed the higher home prices in March. The median price for a previously owned home rose 3.6% in the month. That took the figure to 236,400, and that was up 6.8% compared to last year. This week, we'll also get an update on economic growth in the first three months of the year. The government will issue revised figures for first quarter gross domestic product. The initial estimate for GDP growth was revised last month. It showed that the economy expanded just seven tenths of a percent for the January. January to March period. This was a significant slowdown from the 2.1% that was seen in the fourth quarter. It also disappointed economists who were generally looking for growth of around 1.2%. There's more this week besides home sales and an update on economic performance, though. The Fed is set to report some information as well. The central bank will release minutes from its last policy meeting, and that report will give more details about what policymakers were considering when they left rates unchanged earlier this month. It'll also provide some info on what might be in store for June's rate decision. Currently, the markets are pricing in about a 74% chance of a hike at the June 14th meeting. And looking at some of the other economic reports throughout this week, we'll get some details on international trade and durable goods orders. What's the matter? The food <laughs> ain't that bad, baby. You chill for tomorrow. What's wrong? What? What? Hey, what's wrong? <laughs> Well, the focus this week will also be on economic news and on continued developments in Washington. Still, some corporate news will receive a bit of attention as well, as a handful of big-name companies are set to release their quarterly results. HP is among the highlights. The tech giant is projected to post a dip in its quarterly profits. Earnings are seen down by about 5%. Revenues are projected to edge up about 3% to $11.88 billion. Last quarter, HP posted an upbeat earnings report. Earnings rose in the first quarter compared to the same period last year. The bottom line topped analysts expectations. and The top line was 4.1%, climbing to $12.7 billion. This was above the $12.2 billion that experts had predicted. Beyond HP, a couple of big auto parts chains are set to report their quarterly results this week. Both AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts are set to release their earnings reports. Earnings at AutoZone are projected to rise notably compared to last year. The bottom line is projected to increase by nearly 12%. Revenues are seen higher as well, with top-line growth expected to be about 5%, with that figure expected to climb to $2.71 billion. Bit of a different story over at Advance Auto Parts. Both earnings and revenues are projected to decline. Analysts expect the company's profit to fall about 12% compared to last year. Revenues are projected to ease by about 1%. Another theme this week will be video games. Retailer GameStop is on the docket. So is Take-Two Interactive, who's the maker of the NBA 2K franchise and the Grand Theft Auto video game series. And GameStop's profits, they're projected to fall from last year. The bottom line is expected to drop almost 23%. Revenues are also seen lower as well. However, the top-line decline is projected to be far less steep. Analysts are looking for revenues to fall by about 2% to $1.94 billion. Meanwhile, growth is projected for Take-Two. The video game maker expected to report 24% growth in its bottom line. Revenues are projected to rise nearly 4% to about $355 million. And other notable companies include home builder Toll Brothers and the maker of the world's most popular food that you stock up for the apocalypse, Spam Maker Hormel, will report their results this week. I can't say anything like that except uh, molecular acid. It must be using it for blood. It's got a wonderful defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. Well, as you know, each week we like to wander off the beaten path a little bit and take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for a few of our quick hits. Well, first off, how about a little hoops? The NBA Conference Finals are underway. It's been a disappointing start for the San Antonio Spurs. The team was up 25 points in its first game against the seemingly unbeatable Golden State Warriors. Then, disaster strikes. We Leonard, the Spurs' best player, gets hurt. The injury came on a controversial play to boot where Leonard rolled his ankle on the foot of Warriors players as Apatulia. Following that play, the Warriors go on an 18-0 run. Spurs end up losing Game 1 and getting routed in Game 2. Very disappointing for Spurs fans, and being America, there's only one real way to express disappointment, (laughs) with a lawsuit, of course. An avid San Antonio Spurs fan filed suit against Pachulia and the Golden State Warriors. The suit alleges that the player intentionally caused a game-one injury to Yeah, The fans seeking a temporary restraining order against Pachulia that would restrict him from playing in the Western Conference Finals. A judge in Texas has denied the request. According to Vasquez, the injury, quote, devastated the quality of the Spurs' chances of being competitive, unquote, and diminished, quote, the value of the tickets purchased by the plaintiffs subsequent to their purchase, unquote. Okay, well, on to another suit that was a little more well founded. Alex Jones, he's been forced to apologize to yogurt maker Chobani after he made allegations that its Idaho factory was importing migrant rapists. The head of the web-based radio and video network InfoWars, who worries about alien attacks and thinks that Michelle Obama's a man, has settled a defamation lawsuit with the company. In his apology, Jones admitted the story on the Greek yogurt manufacturer was wrong and said the tweets and video have now been retracted. Hey, speaking of fake news, Facebook was almost kicked out of Thailand last week because it was used to show a man in a crop top. The social network giant came under pressure from Thailand's government to remove content from its servers that the country had deemed to be illegal. What was the content, you ask? Well, a video that appeared to show the country's new king walking through a shopping mall in a crop top. The 44-second video was widely shared on the Facebook site and appears to show the king in a yellow crop top that exposed his tattooed back. Thailand's ruling military junta, which uh, seized power in a 2014 coup, threatened to ban Facebook if the social network giant didn't block access to 131 uh, what it called illicit posts that were deemed to be inappropriate. In Thailand's defense, the picture is pretty ridiculous. Google it, you'll see. Or maybe I should say internet search it. Because why? Well, Facebook's not the only new economy giant that faced a strange challenge this week. Google had to win a court fight to prove that it hadn't become generic. The U.S. Federal Appeals Court ruled in favor of Google in a lawsuit involving an attempted genericide. Okay. In the ruling, the judge found that the word Google had not become generic, therefore, the search engine still retains its trademark, even if the term Google has been known for searching the Internet, according to the court. The lawsuit was brought on by a man named Chris Gillespie, who claimed that Google should no longer be trademarked because the word Google is synonymous to the public with the term search the Internet. All right, look, let's just put a Band-Aid on this one, and we'll just sit and have some Jello. And as we consider corporate mortality, let's pour one out for the late greats MP3. Yes, developers of the MPEG Level 3 audio format have officially announced that the digital audio coding format is obsolete. The German research institute that funded MP3 has dropped ownership of it. The institute said that although MP3 is still very popular among consumers... Modern formats such as the AAC family deliver more features and a higher quality audio at lower bit rates compared to MP3. Of course users will still be able to listen MP3 files, but without industry support for the format. So I guess now you can expect to grab piles of MP3s at your nearest garage sale or thrift store in the very near future. Unless somebody has got a better idea, we'll proceed with Dallas's plan. What? And then don't blame the others? No, you're out of your mind. You got a better idea? Yes. I say that we abandon the ship. We get the shuttle and just get the hell out of here. We take our chances and just hope that somebody picks us up. The shuttle won't take four well then why don't we trust trust thank you everybody this has been off bead wall street if you like the show please go to itunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe while you're there why not go ahead and rate and review the show good ratings help others discover it, it is very helpful and make sure you let all of your friends know check out our website at off dot com follow us on twitter off wall street st like you see on a street sign and of course a big thank you to the big bs brian stewart for script writing and co-production on the podcast and of course a very special thanks to our friends at rtt news for all the up-to-date news and stats we use on the show for more info on the markets and a lot of other cool stuff check them out at rttnews.com and as we say goodbye you know working in a family business can sometimes be tough i mean it's hard enough dealing with these people at home any suggestions from you or mother no we're still collating (laughs) you what you're still collating? Have a great week, everybody.